I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And uh, with us today, we actually have kind of a slimmed down crew, which I like when we can use the word slimmed down to talk about us. But uh, sound engineer, Tom. <laughs> check one, two, check one, two. And in a sign that things maybe are uh, returning to normal, uh, some of our uh, fellow uh, podcasters are extremely busy with, uh, with their work and other uh, meetings and so on so that they weren't able to join us tonight. The three of us are going to have to uh, soldier on. All right. Thanks for being here, Tom, because we can't do anything without you. Yeah. Yeah. If not, it would just be Jeff and I talking over the computer. <laughs> the show must go on, guys. The show must go on. You're saying we scheduled our podcast during bidet time, I guess, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think you're exactly. It is It is right. heavy, heavy bidet time. Well, they're missing out. Yes. Because tonight is pizza night, which actually was the doctor's idea. So interesting that he's not here. But tonight's pizza night, and we dedicate our show to all things pizza. We're recording this episode on National Pizza Party Day. And since we're lucky enough to live in San Diego, California, world's finest city for craft beer, means we're enjoying beers from Pizza Port as well. So open up a cold beer, grab a slice or two of your favorite pizza, and join us for a few stories. And we are still sheltering with beer in place, with a hot pizza delivered as well, safely podcasting from our own homes. And it occurred to me while prepping for this episode we may be putting in jeopardy some of our listeners, especially our Midwest following, when we discuss pizza from a Southern California beach city perspective. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> you know how upset Tyler gets if we drink a beer under 10%. And now we're going to talk about- That is a good point. And we're going to talk about beach city, Southern California pizza. So yeah, I just asked, dear listeners- You mean putting pineapple on it, uh, avocado? Yeah. uh, What else? This is going to be a problem. Barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. Yeah. Pesto, artichoke hearts. Thai food. Yeah, yeah. All that good stuff. So, dear listeners, I want to thank you. I want to ask you for your patience, your tolerance, your acceptance. Diversity is good. No matter what someone's individual pizza preferences are, that person matters. They count. Because in Southern California, anything is a go for pizza. Very true. Okay. We have strong opinions right here on our on our team, but I guarantee you the most vehement pizza traditionalists here in San Diego, if they go to their favorite pizza place, that pizza place serves vegetables on pizzas and fruit and avocado and that's a good point. Just about anything you can imagine, as well as traditional pie. So please understand we are simply the products of our pizza environment. It's true. Nature versus nurture. <laughs> I, I don't know i mean maybe maybe not <laughs> thank you for continuing to listen <laughs> right yes <laughs> so uh getting back to the beer part of it uh, i just want to say uh that we've had some amazing virtual visits uh recently thanks to cameron at mother earth clayton at epic brewing for joining us recently if you aren't doing it get out there support your local breweries and restaurants um, especially as they now start to transition into being able to potentially open here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's going to become more and more important for us to to show our support so we can keep all of our favorite uh, local eateries and, and breweries in business and going, going forward. Right on, my brother. Yeah, keep listening, downloading, sharing. Give us five stars when we've earned it. Leave a comment, 
follow. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're at 794 following on Instagram as of today. Wow. Just growing. How's that raise treating you? <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk to Joe. Maybe that's why Joe's not here. Maybe he's negotiating our raises. He doesn't want to discuss the terms of my, our raises. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> Uh, so also follow us, uh, on, I on Twitter. Uh, it's, I like beer, the Poe one, and I like beer, the Ta one. Um, and you can also find us on untapped, uh, for virtual toasts. And again, no one needs to drink alone. Uh, make sure you're, you're a friend in us. So I've got a couple new ones. I'm sure you guys had the same ones. Uh, Stefano yeah. uh, from St. Louis. Welcome Stefano. Jameson. Uh, he's from not amused. I'm not really sure where that is, but uh, he's not <laughs> amused. That's where he's listed as he is. So. Welcome to both you guys. Cheers. And uh, thanks for being my friend. Welcome aboard. Absolutely. Welcome. Cheers. And let's find out what everyone's drinking. And might as well throw in your favorite pizza pie. Talent, what are you drinking? Well, so I was super excited today because I went down to Pizza Port in person. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, super safe if you want to go down there and grab the stuff. Uh, and actually, any of us, you know, there's so many Pizza Port locations now, especially North County, San Diego, but in San Diego, even into Orange County. And usually you go in there and it is, it is hop and it is chaos because it's the hangout spot. Uh, there's kids running all over the place and video games and this and this and this. And you're going to wait in line for beer. You're going to wait in line for pizza. I walked in there today. I was the only one in there. It's the first time I've actually been able to stand in line and really, truly look at the beer menu and not feel rushed because someone was right behind me. Right. <laughs> but here's why I went in there. I went in the day because guess what they released today? Today in cans, they released they're Mexican lager. Oh, of course. You're welcome. You know, thank you. And, I, and Tom gave me a little heads up that it was coming out. So I, I put it in my calendar and made sure I got down there as soon as possible. I pretty much purchased every one I could buy out of their, their fridge in the front. <laughs> uh, the good news is I'm sure they have. <laughs> yeah, Cloud, I'm, I'm sure that they have plenty in the back, but I just was like, I'm not just buying one. I'm not walking out here with one. The coolest name. Give me all the beer. Yeah. The coolest name, Mexico Surf Trip. What a great name for a Mexican lager. The can is fantastic. It's got a Baja bug uh, with a bunch of surfboards on top, just perched on a, on a cliff overlooking a, a perfect uh, surf break cactus there and everything else. And um, so that's what I'm drinking. And I'll be honest with you. It's a very good Mexican lager. It's just a, it's, it tastes like a very traditional, typical Mexican lager. So like I said, I'm pretty excited with this and I'll be drinking these for quite a, quite a few days now because I have a lot of them. <laughs> and what about your favorite pizza pie? And, and you won't offend anyone from the Midwest. No, I will definitely. I'm I'm what you would call a traditionalist. Um, I am anti-vegetable on um, pretty much everything, but for sure on my pizza. Um, and I mean, I will eat. You know, I would say honestly, if I had to just have one pizza, I would just go straight pepperoni. Would be my 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 go-to. From Pizza Port, I I tend to go for uh, what they call one of their anti-wimpy pizzas, and it's their uh, meat lovers. So I just like put as much meat on that pizza as you can, and that's what I like to eat for my pizza. So yes, I I would fit in real well in Alaska and uh, and regions uh, where what you know they put. I, I've been down some places where like caribou on sure. pizza, elk on pizza. Um, pretty much if it's a meat, I will try it on pizza. Your your brewmance with with Ron Swanson remains true. That's right. That is true. <laughs> and Tom, what are you drinking? Well, I actually went to the same place that uh, Talent went today. I was over there at uh, Pizza Port Bressy Ranch, and I, I too was the only one in the room. And ironically, I too had a chance to appreciate what was on the board without somebody breathing over my shoulder. <laughs> um, so it, it was great. And 
there was actually a, a beer that you have talked about for forever mm-hmm. uh, that I picked up a growl of, but I'll get to that one in, later on. But the one I'm drinking right now uh, is Ponto, S-I-P-A. Solid. And yeah, and I, I've been a fan of this beer, not only for the name, but because it's it's a session IPA. It's smooth. It's only 4.5. But Ponto just brings back, It's for those of you listeners out there, Ponto is the southernmost beach here in Carlsbad and a lot of great childhood, teenage memories, family, surfing. Uh, the can even has the the state beach sign, you know, welcome to South Ponto. Great beer, lots of memories uh, that go along with it too. So Ponto Session IPA. And one of one of the things I really like about Pete Support is they definitely have a very local vibe to their names and their marketing and their advertising. I mean, you can find a lot of the the local surf spots, you know, campgrounds uh, are the names of their beers. And then even just local iconic uh, locations. Like one of my favorite shirts I own is they have an IPA that's the Carlsbad Raceway IPA. And again, for those of us, the three of us that that you know grew up uh, in Carlsbad and have been here basically since the 70s, um, we all remember the Carlsbad Raceway forever and ever and ever, um, which actually, interestingly enough, is located right now where Epic is and Dog Leg and those yeah. places are all uh, in Helia. Yeah. Those are all right where the, the raceway used to be. Um, but it's so it's cool. And it's always really fun for me because I'll wear that shirt and I can be anywhere almost in the country and people will go, oh, Carlsbad Raceway. You know, I, I remembered so-and-so race there or such and such. So it, it's that's pretty cool. And like I said, I think that's really neat that Peace Support has kind of taken that on and and um, and does that with their advertising and their beer names. And actually where Pizza Port is along that same corridor, but on the other side of the, the highway, you figure when the races were going on, people were parking where yeah. Pizza Port is right yeah. now. So, so the, the Bressy yeah. Ranch location, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Tom, what's your favorite pizza pie? I too am a meat lover fan. Anything meat go on the pizza, I will try it. Uh, just like talent there. Uh, but I actually split mine. I did a half and half. Uh, I did a meat lover and I did a barbecue chicken today as well. Nice. Because uh, there's just something about barbecue chicken pizza too that's it's really tasty. I like barbecue chicken pizza when I make it myself. Like I'll make pizza on my Traeger and I think that's phenomenal. And that's where I'll try some of the other ones. But I, I just got to have meat. Well, let me know when that's on the menu on your trigger and I'll be over. <laughs> I will. I will. We can social distance and make pizzas. I'm pretty sure. How about you, influencer? I've got that campgrounds IPA. Yeah. And it, it's quite good. I've never had it before. So check a unique for me. Those are hard to get right now. Yeah. When I smell it, the, the uh, nose on it is fantastic. It comes across as it's going to be really full of flavor and hoppy and piney and it, it's just enough pininess so you know it's a, a west coast ipa and hoppy piney light but but very dry clean finish which is what i like in a west coast ipa i don't want it to linger like a chewing on a nub of garlic fantastic it's got a little bit in the nose some strawberry some citrus some passion fruit i don't pick it up in the the flavor as much Uh, but in the nose of it. So fantastic. And they say the can glows in the dark. I have not put that to the test yet, but I got to remember not to toss the can. Whoa. Check that out tonight. Hey, after that uh, sounds like something, something to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to replace candles in the bedroom. We'll just have this glow in the dark can. See, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You're such a romantic. You know, You're such a romantic. I am. I am. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, without the doctor here, that leaves me screwed on talking about pizza. So why don't we just move along? Because <laughs> if it's a vegetable and you can grill it, 
you can and you're gonna put cheese on it yeah on top of a crust you'll eat it uh, i'm down but i don't i don't eat meat no I'll, barbecue chicken i'm down for that i'm down for that i don't uh i don't dig on swine as they say in pulp fiction only beef uh so i'm one of those guys in fact i have a, a quick pizza story when uh, one of our favorite places downtown vista right across from the old mother earth tap house is urban pizza that does a coal fire yeah. pizza which is fantastic so i have the guy load on every vegetable they've got you know artichoke hearts and tomatoes and everything they got throw it on there thin thin crust pizza with a coal fire uh your crust and they bring it out and the the guy sitting at the other end of the bar for my wife and i he's there with his wife starts mocking me i don't know him he just starts mocking me. what that's not a pizza how dare you eat that pizza so i'm there and i've got a an ipa from uh, mother earth and i've got my my veggie pizza sorry skinny guys like us that's right i got my veggie pizza and my my probably i think it was a primordial the double ipa and he's mocking my pizza and he gets his meat lovers and a glass of white wine oh well there you go <laughs> so i decided that aggression could not stand and i uh, <laughs> gave him just as much back of, of your you know you got your chilled glass of white wine with your meat okay yeah i'm the veggie pizza guy and if doctor was here he likes all kinds of crazy pizza so but he's not so he's left me on the hook for the rest of them he does too our listeners to be annoyed with that's right uh, so let's get off this topic yeah and into into a little something we know as toast roast and pour one out I have two quick toasts tonight First is to uh, fellow podcasters at Beer Night in San Diego. They, they're kind of the establishment of uh, beer podcasts in our neighborhood. They're, they're fantastic. They have a ton of experience and um, many, many episodes way ahead of us. Uh, we're getting close to our one-year anniversary. They've been doing it forever. They're fantastic at it. And they have uh, not only uh, retweeted and supported our podcast, but they've talked it up for us. And we're working on a collaboration with them. Maybe we'll, we'll uh, cross over into each other's podcast soon. So that that's really nice to hear. You know, we admire what they're doing and they've been doing it really well for a long time. It's been fantastic for the, the pat on the back and the extended hand they've given to us. So thank you, Beer Night in San Diego. Check them out if you haven't. Cheers. 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 And also to our intern, Zach, who's been doing all kinds of work for us. Uh, he put together our Shelter with Beer in Place logo that'll be thrown out on social media soon. And also uh, released, if you haven't seen on Instagram or Twitter, you got to go take a peek at it. I'm going to put it on the uh, website tonight as well. So by the time this releases, it should be on the website as well. He put together a animated Shawshank beer, which is what we call our number one beer, the Shawshank beer uh, tribute for our podcast. And it's, it's pretty cool. So thank you, Zach, for putting in that time. You know, he is well paid. He's paid the same as the talent on the podcast. I mean, I mean, so it's nice to get the work from him. Yeah, it's true. Hey, we pay everyone equal, equal payments here. Yeah. We don't, we don't discriminate here. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's just great to see our, our design team working so hard. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it is fantastic. I think it's, it was titled like, how do you rate a beer? And then it, it explains that and it's the whole scene and he did such a cool job with the animation and, and the hand-drawn part of it that he did a great job with it. Yeah, he did. So I, I was really excited to see it. Kudos, Zach. Well done. And I think that's it for Toast. 
I have a quick roast. All right. To uh, I'm just going to call him that guy. That guy. You know, we're all living by certain social rules right now. We've all made certain agreements about how things are going to go right now. Right. We've just decided this is how we're going to treat each other. This is how, when we go out in public, this is how we're going to behave. We're going to give people space. You got to wear a mask. That's just what you got to do. And everywhere you go, are you seeing him? That guy. There's at least one. Sometimes, sometimes it's that always girl. one. We don't, that guy. We don't discriminate. It's that girl sometimes too. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's that girl. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's that guy and the girl with him is behaving yeah. in all completely acceptable ways. Yeah. yeah. And so you think, why? Right. Why? Why? You can do better. So, hey, that guy, knock it off. We're all trying to get along here. And if it's not important to you or interesting to you, take care of, you know, you take care of everyone. Yeah. We're taking care of each other here. So knock it off, that guy. True. I just figure if we do our job, that's going to put us back in the breweries faster. That's really how I'm going through life at this that's point. That's all I want. Yeah. Well, that's what we want, right? Yeah. Right. So stop being that guy. Right. Not you. That guy. That guy. <laughs> we have a poor one out tonight. Yeah, I got I got one, and I know we kind of have a moratorium on uh, pouring one out for uh, deceased people, but I saw this one this week, and you know, most of the time you see it, you go, oh, that's really sad. But this one also, I think, was kind of part of all of our childhood. If you're of a certain age, uh, it was all of our childhood uh, growing up, and um, the individual's name is Ken Osmond. Most of you are going, who? But we know that everyone here of a certain age that listens to this podcast watched uh, Leave It to Beaver, and, leave, and Ken Osmond yep. played the role of Eddie Haskell. And so Eddie Haskell was the, uh, um, you know, the friend that always portrayed the like the perfect image to uh, June and Ward. But then behind the scenes was kind of right. the guy that was always, <laughs> always creating the havoc and the issues. And we all probably have a friend like, like that. Oh, everyone did. And our kids had friends like that. Yeah, our kids definitely have friends. Tom, I'm looking at you. I'm thinking of Andy. Andy would have been already. Uh, I was just going to say, and Andy. Yeah, Andy was already. Andy, Eddie, Eddie, Andy. Probably for you, Jeff. uh, Lewis, his older brother, was probably your Eddie Haskell. Uh, So it ran in their family. But I was his Eddie Haskell apparently because so (laughs) because I was (laughs) I was accused of of that. I'm like I'm the most honest person you're ever going to meet. I'll just say (laughs) what I'm thinking and feeling. (laughs) I'm not hiding anything. Right. But uh, I I was I was. I was blamed for a lot of things, so I became the Eddie yeah. Haskell. Yeah, so like like I like to always <laughs> say that we all have our own personal guapo. Yeah. I think we probably all have our own personal Eddie Haskell. Um, and I guarantee all of us at some point, again, of a certain age, um, and if you're not of that age, you should look it up because he it was, it was a pretty good character. But our parents probably used <laughs> Eddie Haskell to either describe our behavior or tell us not to be that behavior or to describe one of our friends' behavior or yep. not to act that way. So I'm pouring one out to Eddie Haskell because, uh, like again, it just brought up some memories for me that were uh, not sad memories, actually. I, I mean, I'm obviously I'm, I'm pouring one out for him and I'm sad that he, he has passed away. But it was it was some fun things just to kind of recollect and think of people like Andy and the, some of those guys and go, uh, yeah, I remember my mom telling me, hey, don't be such an Eddie Haskell. Yeah. Right. Nostalgia isn't what it used to be. Exactly. He's speaking of nostalgia. I know <laughs> Talon opened up the door here, so I'm going to step through. Oh, Tom. No, it's all right. <laughs> no, I. Here I comes Mr. To... Sunshine. <laughs> hey, like I said, I didn't open the door this time. That's true. It's on me. It's on me. But I'm going to, I'm going to walk through it. It's on me. So I just wanted to raise a glass to a gentleman by the name of Charles Lippincott. Now, for those of you who don't know who Charles Lippincott is, his name is synonymous with Star Wars, 
must know what Star Wars is. I know what Star Wars is. I don't know what Charles Lippincott is, but I know Star Wars. Hey, you know what today is? Just just step on your story a little bit here, but it's the 40th anniversary of the release of Empire Strikes Back. So, Exactly. My favorite episode. My favorite episode. Mine too. Episode five. Yeah. So, Go on, Tom. Sorry. So for those of you who don't know who Charles Lippincott is, he was the VP of Advertising, Publicity, Promotion, and Merchandising. And as Jeff said, for those of us who are a certain age, uh, the merchandising, i.e. the toys that we played with and grew up with when we were young, brings back days and hours. And do you figure here we are some f- almost 50 years into it and they're still making toys and still making action figures and Lucas Films is just going ka-ching, ka-ching. I'm sorry, now Disney, Disney is just going ka-ching, you, ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> Lucas Films went so, to ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching as well, but now Disney's, <laughs> Disney's yes. riding that train, yeah. So, uh, Our parents can blame old Lippincott for all the toys they bought. <laughs> I'm going to blame Lippincott for my father humiliating me in front of my friends for saying, stop playing with your dolls. <laughs> <laughs> they're action figures. Dad. They're, they're action, action figures, Dad. Right. <laughs> just like just like I used to have G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, right? We all had that yeah. too. So yeah. So no, it's very good. I will say this. I didn't know Mr. Lippincott. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But uh if you were in charge in, of creating the advertising and the marketing for merchandise for Star Wars, you were a genius because uh, I don't know that there's too many organizations or, or places that have done a better job with marketing and merchandising than Star Wars. Right. Right. On Netflix, there's an episode about Star Wars and the toys of Star Wars and the the relationship they had with Kenner. And it, it's an amazing documentary about how they went from nothing to just boom overnight. And if you get a chance, it, it's worth the watch. Hey, you figured out how to sell dolls to boys. You win. Exactly. <laughs> right. Let's be honest, I, I too. Mean, at that time, I, I'm not trying to be to be like gender crazy here, but I'm just saying at the time, you figured out how to sell dolls to boys. You win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you just make them in different sizes. Right. And if you think about that, you know, the 70s, again, when we were young kids at, in the 70s, there was nothing like that. That that changed everything. So you think about everything that's come really since then in terms of mass marketing of of merchandising and and uh, and everything else. They they set the standard. I mean, I would say Disney might have been close, but I don't even think Disney was at that level. And they created a whole new level of how to to market a concept. And and um, you know, it's pretty. I mean, like I said, I guess in some ways it's some of the consumerism. And I I would I think most of us would be hard pressed to find someone again of our age or even younger. I can talk about my kids, for example that don't have at least one thing, Star Wars, everyone had something Star Wars. So it's, uh, you know, it didn't matter whether you were a a boy, a girl or whatever. Um, you, you had something Star Wars. So that's a, that's, that actually really is from a, from a, to analyze it from a, a a marketing standpoint is pretty incredible and pretty phenomenal. And oh, by the way, they made some great movies and they did make some great movies. (laughs) That is true. I'm going to back this up to roast for a second. Okay. Uh, because speaking of the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back reminds me that that means it's 40 years to the day uh, since we're throwing out some old friends and old neighbors' uh, names that David A. ran down the street because he got out of school early to go see Empire Strikes Back yelling, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Oh, <laughs> what a jackass. And I mean, I don't like to use profanity, but that is a jackass move. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. That just all came back to me right now. And I'm, and I'm wow, still sorry irritated. about that. I, thanks, I, saw thanks, him, Tom. I saw him at the group. <laughs> I saw him at the grocery store like five years ago. Uh, you know, and, 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 you, you and I looked and at him. him. He goes, Hey, I, Hey Jeff, how you doing? And I just looked at him like, I really don't like you. I had this visceral physical, <laughs> I, I just like, Hey, good to see you. And I just walked away and told my wife, like, I can't stand that guy. That's Do you know so what he funny. did? Yeah, there are some lines that just should not be crossed. That's a line that you can't ever get past that. Oh, yeah. You can never go back. Once once you've crossed that line, you don't go back. Hey, by the way, did you guys know, did you know that John Ratzenberg, a.k.a. Cliff from Cheers, was in The Empire Strikes Back? I did not know that. I did not. Was he Mr. Potato Head? He was Mr. Potato Head in a later life. But if you go back to Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, he is one of the captains or lieutenants or something like that when they're on Echo Base on Oh, Hoth. right. Oh, my yes. gosh. I'm going to have to yes, rewatch I did it know now that. and just look for that I, moment. Now that you said that, I can totally picture it. That's right. I don't and, know and, how and, I and knew it, that, but when once you said who he was, I can picture it. Yep. And it doesn't sound anything like him. That's funny. So... <laughs> That's a great, great, great fact. That's a fact to impress your friends at parties. In tribute to Cliff Clavin. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a Toast, a Roast, and Pour One Out. Talent, you have as usual, put together a few things for us, haven't you? Uh, yes, I uh, I did some extensive research on pizza. Uh, you guys would be surprised. I, I, actually, no one should be surprised to know that if you start looking for extensive uh, research on pizza, there's a lot of information on pizza. There's a lot of interesting <laughs> facts on pizza. Probably the hardest part of this one was narrowing it down to a s small enough number to talk about. Um, so I just tried to pick the ones that I found were kind of interesting and also maybe people might find interesting. So here are some of my notes on pizza. Okay. So the word pizza dates back actually over a thousand years. Uh, and the first known documentation of that word is in a Latin text from 997 CE. I'm not really sure what CE is. I know there's AC and BC. I'm not sure what CE is, but whatever, it comes from then. Next, that do you know that actually currently in the United States, there are over are 70,000 pizzerias or a little over 70,000 pizzerias, which actually accounts for 17% of all restaurants. So that's that's pretty amazing. Okay. This one uh, are amazing facts, but maybe it's something kind of, you know, where we are at this time in terms of our um, round being a shape. Uh, <laughs> Americans order 350 slices of pizza every second. Uh, so think about that. Every second, 350 slices of pizza have been ordered. Wow. Wow. And I know that I probably order a good chunk of those. Uh, number, let's see here. The average American, this is another one. Average American eats 23 pounds of pizza per year. That sounds right. So that's another uh, interesting fact, I thought. Yeah, it sounds about right. And that Americans typically uh, eat 250 million pounds of pepperoni on pizza per year. So that's hands down the number one or most popular uh, topping. Uh, do you know that, uh, sorry, Jeff, uh, women are twice as likely as men to order vegetarian toppings on their pizza? I know. <laughs> I don't, I'm just, it's just the facts. Interesting facts. I am aware. Okay. Uh, however, pizza deliverers claim that women are better tippers. We're playing with your dolls. <laughs> 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 so uh <laughs> that's a good one the first pizza place <laughs> in america was lombardi's which is in new york city and it was originally a grocery store and they started selling pizza in 1905 
uh, during the first few decades of the 20th century, uh, pizza was predominantly eaten and sold by working class Italian immigrants. Uh, but after World War II, when the American GIs came back from Italy, uh, they had a craving for pizza. And that's where pizza became or Makes came to me. a, a broader, broader consumer base. So that was interesting. I didn't know that. And that, make, that does make a lot of sense when you think about it. Uh, we're talking about some of the major chains in, in uh, the United States. Domino's, founded in 1960. And uh, the restaurant's uh, founder uh, is Tom Monahan, And he's one of three people in the world who hold an advanced degree in pizzaology. However, that degree comes from the Domino's College of Pizzaology. So, you know, whatever it is, he, <laughs> okay. he, he formed that program in the 1980s. However, I thought this was interesting. That It's like that, giving uh, yourself an award. Exactly. Who would do that? Domino's uh, delivery drivers log about 4 million miles on Super Bowl Sunday. So think about that. That's kind of amazing. Another, uh, you know, large pizza delivery place is Pizza Hut. Um, and that, that actually in 2001, Pizza Hut, uh, delivered a six-inch salami pizza to the International Space Station. So that was the first pizza ever delivered to outer space. So there you go. And then my favorite fact, this is my last fact. This was my favorite fact. Do you know that the highest grossing single unit independent pizzeria in the nation is called the Moose's Tooth Pub and Pizzeria? And it's in Anchorage, Alaska. And its annual sales are approximately $6 million a year. So that's pretty amazing wow. to me. Wow. And uh, now has... Now has been put on my bucket list as a place I need to visit. So those are my interesting facts. I narrowed it down. I, I will tell you this: a couple of the websites I first looked on it was like 150 interesting facts about pizza. So that was narrowing it down to about 10, <laughs> 10 to 12, uh, because uh, there's a lot of information on pizza for those of you that want to to look at it. And I know you have a little more to share because in your college days, uh, you worked in the highly undervalued field of endeavors pizza delivery as did producer <laughs> joe true. but he's not here yeah producer joe. i think producer joe took it more to a professional level um he actually might be one of yeah. the few pizza like i think he if you go what was that the domino's pizza pizza college or university he actually might hold a degree from there uh, but since he's not here to right. confirm or deny that i i'm just going to go with the fact that i think he has a doctorate from there um oh, he does we'll, he actually does yeah we'll get clarified he's doc, doctor up. pizza yeah uh, but anyways, yeah, I did uh, briefly uh, early on in college. I was home for one of the summers. Uh, I think it was after my freshman year. And I got a job with the local Domino's. And um, I delivered pizza for about six weeks uh, in my Volkswagen bug. And uh, it was uh, it was actually a, a pretty interesting. I'll, I'll put it this way. It was a it was a tad of a stressful job because at the time that was when uh, Domino's had that 30 minute or less. Uh, you know, if you didn't show up at 30 minutes or less, you, you, uh, you had to give the pizza for free. So that was a little stressful. Um, especially yes, when you oh, go ahead, especially knowing that your VW is such a speed burner on the yeah, road. My VW bug was a speed burner at the time. Luckily, I pretty <laughs> much my delivery range was Carl's bedding Carl's, but it was pretty small at that time. That, uh, you know, was always a little stressful because you'd come back and sometimes they'd be swamped. And so you'd get the pizza at like 20 minutes and you got 10 minutes to get somewhere and give it to them. I will say this. Another interesting fact, I, I omitted that one, but Domino's had to give up that policy in about like the nineties because they were sued so many times saying that they were encouraging, um, uh, unsafe driving, which, Speeding. uh, I will vouch <laughs> for that and say, yes, they were. So anyway, so yeah, so I worked for Domino's and, uh, it was really fun. I, I think some of the funny parts to me would have been, especially working back in your hometown, you know, certain houses you pull up and it's 
you know, it's, it's people, you know, so that was always an interesting one. I think the ones that were, were some of the craziest ones would be sometimes, you know, pizzas were getting, you'd get delivered to hotels. Right. And, and at the time it was more motels than hotels in Carlsbad. Um, and so you pull up there to a room and you're, you don't really know what you're going to see in the room or that kind of stuff. Uh, I remember one time I pull up to one, you know, and, and again, you're, you're doing this, you, you, you get a, a salary, you know, it was small. I think minimum wage at the time was whatever it was, three fifty an hour or three twenty five an hour. And then, so you're pro- mostly working for tips. And most people are pretty cool. They'd give you a couple dollars tips, you know, and at the time, if you got a dollar tip, $2 tips, so that, that would really add up over the course of an evening. And that was pretty substantial. But I remember one time I pulled into one of the, one of the motels over there on, on the coast highway. And it, it's, you know, at the time, I don't think it was the nicest motel. It was pretty run down and I pull in and, and it was like, um, there's all these Harleys out front. So it's like, oh, you know, the bikers are there. So I'm a little sketched out because here I'm just, just, just this clean cut college kid. And my Domino's polo. So obviously looking really sharp with my Domino's, my <laughs> nice. Domino's hat on as well. And, and I remember, and I hear the music and, and this and that, and you can just hear that people are just partying in these rooms. And I'm like, Oh, great. I'm going to die. Um, but anyways, uh, so I, I go up to the room and, you know, and, and I actually, it's kind of when I kind of knock on it, I try not, I'm not trying not to look in there, but let's just say some, some, you know, they're, they're partying in there. And this guy comes in and he's like, like, he's your stereotypical biker. He's got the beard and just grubby got his 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 leather jacket and stuff like that but uh he was super cool he actually took it from me he gave me a 20 dollar tip at the time i was probably single-handedly the largest nice. tip i ever got and so again that's right. like, you can't judge a book by its cover uh but that was one of those ones where i walked in going oh i'm gonna die and i walked out there going oh that was pretty cool and <laughs> you know so i lived in so, i'm rich yeah yeah i lived and now i look at it i'm loaded but yeah so i did that for about six weeks um which was a good good time to do that and then um uh, next summer, I didn't need to do that again. So uh, that was my experience doing it. Uh, unlike uh, Joe, who made it a career, I just was in it for the short term. I was employed for uh, two nights at Shakey's Pizza. Oh, yeah, I remember Shakey's. It was two different Saturday nights for a live performance when I was seven years old of Yankee Doodle Dandy, which I was paid $1 each night. Yeah. Wow. Which I probably That's saved substantial. to buy my Star Wars dolls. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Speaking of performances at pizza places, I, I've, you mentioned it earlier, that pizza place. So for those of us that grew up in Carlsbad and even to this day, it, it maybe doesn't have the set, hold the same place. Uh, but when we were up, that was the place. It was that pizza place. I mean, you talk about that guy. That was that yes. pizza place. And everything was yes. that pizza place. People had birth. You had your birthday party there. All of your team banquets are there. All of your after game things were there. Um, it was a cool place because they even put up the pictures of all the teams that they sponsored. And if you go there, you can see pictures of all of us on multiple little league teams, soccer teams, and so on. Um, I don't think they've changed anything in the decor in the 40 plus years. It has or probably, you know, whatever. It's still all the same. It was really funny because back when, I would have said, I, maybe I was in eighth grade and uh, my brother was in sixth grade. You guys remember breakdancing? Uh, you know, I'm mm, sure all sure. of us were, you know, well, sure. so my brother got, my brother got really big into breakdancing. And so him and his buddies went and they had a talent show there and they won the, that pizza place talent show with their breakdancing routine. So uh, another, you know, shout out to that pizza place for fostering the dreams of young children. <laughs> yeah. A lot of good memories there. <laughs> I think I remember that. <laughs> uh, you know what the grand prize was? We got free tickets to the wild animal park. So that was pretty sweet. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So nice. That, nice. Yep. All it took was some parachute pants and some cardboard and we were good to go. Your brother was actually really good. What else do you need? Yeah. What else do you need? Really? I mean, really when you take it down to the basics, Tom, you have a pizza related story for us. Well, I was never lucky enough to work in the pizza industry. 
my brother Dan was. He was a delivery guy for many a years. But I do have some college pizza history uh, where I had not one, but two roommates who worked for Pizza Hut. Nice. Uh, and thankfully, we lived on a corner and across the street just happened to be the Pizza Hut that they worked at. And to set the, the rest of the table for you, across the street, kitty corner to that was 7-Eleven. And across the street, the other direction was a liquor store. Nice. So you figure a liquor store, 7-Eleven, and Pizza Hut that two of your roommates work in, you're pretty well set up. So Mark and Bill were my two roommates. And Bill would go over there and he'd be working. He was the assistant manager. And I'd call over and say, hey, you got any mistakes? <laughs> and he would, he would promptly say, no, but I can make one. Nice. And then, and then I would say, let me speak to the manager. So he'd hand the phone over to the manager. The manager was Mark. So Mark was the manager. Bill was the assistant manager. A lot of pizza was eaten in our apartment. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah, good times. Excellent. We did, uh, when our kids were in middle school and into high school, we would do a summer quest. You guys know about this, but listeners don't. We do a, to, as a way to talk our middle school and high school kids into doing things with us. We, several families bound together and we would do a food quest, best milkshake in San Diego, best taco in San Diego. And we'd spend the summer checking out great food scenes and as a way, and then our kids were always in cause there was free food involved, but we did one summer, we did best pizza in San Diego. So we had pizza three times a week traveling all around San Diego. Sometimes we'd have it three times in a day Nirvana. to check out, you know, on recommendation, you know, we would, everyone we knew we'd ask where's the best pizza. So that, that was a great summer. I think I put on like 20 pounds that summer with, with a lot of veggie pizza, but still cheese. Yeah. <laughs> all muscle, all muscle. And when we did best milkshake, we had a uh, hands down Hodad's has the best milkshake in San Diego. If you're visiting San Diego for the beer scene, go to Hodad's for a milkshake. Uh, several of our quests, we had divided opinions, but pizza, we were all over the board. No one could decide to the last place we went. And then we were in a hundred percent agreement, but we had some fantastic pizza all over San Diego. But when we got to uh, blind lady ale house in North park, that was the best pizza we had all summer long of, of, I don't know, 25 to 30 pizza parlors with three or four pizzas at each place. But Blind Lady Ale House, North Park, that was hands down the best pizza we had. And, and we had a, a entire group agreed, which was rare for us. Very cool. Nice, nice. Hey, the other one I remembered when we were younger over your way, Jeff, there in San Marcos was Bruno's Pizza. Bruno's was a very good one. Right. And they, and they did all, the, the whole Italian menu. But... Yeah. uh I just remember the lines being forever and the pizza, the large pizza was, I don't know, what was it? 26 inches wide or something. Yeah, they're a big, 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 big like. you got, you got your money's worth. <laughs> yeah. And, and they were Italian doughy, cheesy. Oh, yeah. really good. Really good. It was <laughs> worth the wait. Yeah. Another, like for me, just, you know, we were talking about this actually before is and talking about pizza port. So the original pizza port opened in uh, 1987 uh, down in Solana beach on the, on the one one And we moved in to, it was the first place that my wife and I, uh, where we, we got married, we moved in there first and then we got uh, married while we were living there and lived there for three years, which was on one street behind it on Acacia. 
And so for three years, uh, so that was about 91, we, we moved in there. So from about 91 to about 94, at least once a week, if not twice a week, we would walk up to, to the original pizza port. Uh, it was the first place I'd ever heard of a growler. Um, you could actually get, you know, I was like shocked. You can actually get beer, not in cans and, you know, bring those back to your house and stuff. And so that was a, a, a phenomenal time and a phenomenal, uh, uh, you know, kind of in my early twenties to, to kind of have that experience. And, and it's pretty amazing now how far they've come and what they've done. You're part of the origin story. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want to take credit, but you know, if someone's going to say don't, that not full I, credit, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to correct them. You invested. <laughs> yeah. I, I heavily invested. I will say that I did heavily invest. Well, speaking of pizza port and speaking of growlers, Jeff, I know I mentioned that I had a special one for you. I don't know if you can see that name or not, Jeff. Oh, bacon and eggs. I bacon like Bacon and eggs, coffee porter, imperial coffee wow. porter. Even Tyler would give a thumbs up to that at 8.5%. That's true. That's a good point. Influencer, I know you have bragged about this beer for a, a while now, and I've never had the opportunity. And when I saw it there today, I just had to jump on it. So Yeah, you're going to enjoy this. I'm going in. I'm going in. Yeah. I'm just having another Mexico surf trip because I have multiple surf trips to take to Mexico tonight. <laughs> and I'm heading over to the Chronic, which is their Amber Ale. Great beer. An all-time favorite of the team. And you know, I'm not a giant fan of Amber Ales overall, but Chronic is just fantastic. It's just a great beer. All right. So Tom is cleaning up the mess after pouring his beer. He's got a big smile on his face. Now get a whiff of it. <laughs> that was worth the wait. <laughs> I know what I'm having the next time I have breakfast with my breakfast. <laughs> Very good. Now I was going to say on the, on the chronic that, that Amber ale, I think one of the big things we like about that one is that sometimes on your ambers and your reds, you tend to have a, a heavy caramel flavor and there isn't on that one. It's a pretty smooth drinking. Nope. Amber ale. The other one I have, I didn't bring in here. The other six pack I bought was their the honey, their California honey blonde. Yeah, California Honey Blonde, they have that. That's a great one as well. I, you know, I know we haven't talked a ton about the Pizza Port beers tonight, but if you're visiting North County, you should check out Pizza Port. Great food, obviously. The pizza's fantastic there. They probably have, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a brewery that makes more IPAs. Um, <laughs> on any given night, they could have eight to ten IPAs on their board. And then you find these, these like also as well, kind of these hidden nuggets in there as well in terms of the Amber Ale, the, the Honey Blonde. Now it's the Mexican lager. They used to have the Pilsner for a while. So definitely check them out. Beer is very, very, it's a great place to check out. Port Brewing is their their brewing component of it. And then they do some Belgian stuff out at Lost Abbey as well. So uh, just to kind of give a tip of the hat to, to all, all things Pizza Port and Port Brewing. They also pay homage to Star Wars too. Do a lot of cool Star Wars named beers. Yeah. Looking forward to meeting up with the kids from Pizza Port and getting to hear their story from them. Yeah, it's on our checklist, on our bucket list as a podcast and just as fans, as beer drinking fans. Hey, you guys ready for some lightning round? Let's do it. Bring it on. Because we don't have beer or not a beer, but I put together, since Doc's not here, the pizza preference lightning round. All right, nice. We'll start with Tom, then to talent. Should go fast with just three of us. Uh, let's start with the basics. Elementary level. Don't have to think about it, Just answer. Preference. Thin crust, traditional or deep dish? Tom? Traditional. Traditional. Thin crust. Mm, sorry. Okay. Pepperoni or sausage? Tom? Sausage. 
Pepperoni. If I ate it, I'd go with pepperoni. All right. Fold or no fold? Tom? Fold. I fold my pizza. I do fold my pizza. I like that. Well, get more in it at once. Of course, fold. That's right. Get get through more slices. Is pineapple acceptable or not acceptable? Tom? It's very acceptable. <laughs> I will say this. It's not my preference, but I have eaten Hawaiian pizza with pineapple on it, so I don't mind it, but I love meat pizza much better. Okay. Hawaiian pizza has meat. Yeah, so get rid of the pineapple, and I'll just have the Canadian bacon, and I'm good to go. <laughs> or back bacon, eh? All right, last question for elementary level. Calzone? Tom? Ooh, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Sausage. <laughs> Talent? Calzone? Yeah, I would go sausage as well. All right. I'm going no calzone. Oh, okay. Moving into the collegiate level. I thought we'd gone cheese. (laughs) No, calzone seems like it's trying. You know, when I was a young man, more crust, the better. No calzone for me. Uh, Moving into the collegiate level, lightning round. Veggies okay or never okay, Tom? I'll tolerate it. Never. Never okay. Put it in a salad. (laughs) It's kind of like Doc says. If it's warm and free and it doesn't have anchovies, I'll eat it. You know what? <laughs> no, put it in a salad. That's what that's going to be my take on it. Put it in a salad and get some meat on your pizza, people. All right. These are going to be some San Diego alternatives. I looked up on some of our popular San Diego All sites right. here. Uh, bacon on your pizza. Tom? That's part of meat lovers. That's right. More more meat, more better. Yeah. I Bacon's good. Uh, pesto. Yeah. Tom? Yes. Actually, pesto chicken is a great pizza. If I had to pick a pizza other than a meat lover's, pesto chicken pizza is fantastic. Very good. Yes. Pizza port, pesto chicken. Yeah. Avocado, Tom? I can honestly say I've never had avocado on pizza. Never. Never. Okay. Never. You can put avocado on anything. I've got a couple rules. If you can't put mustard, peanut butter, or avocado on it, I don't know if you should be eating it. Oh, all right. Words to live by. <laughs> Cold pizza. Tom? Absolutely. Talent? Yes. Been eating it many times. And you know what? Cold pizza for breakfast? Fantastic. Yeah. That's my favorite breakfast. Cold pizza and coffee. Hey, you know, cold pizza and this bacon and egg porter? <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait for tomorrow morning. Eating your pizza with a fork and a knife. Sometimes or never. Talent? I was going to say, I, I'm going to go with never. I mean, we're, we're, we're not animals, people. Come on. <laughs> never. Red sauce, white sauce, or olive oil, Tom? Red sauce all day. Red sauce. I'm going olive oil. Okay, pro level. Just a few left for you. Uh, you know, we've covered the first one. My first one was is barbecue chicken pizza. Is that acceptable? And I think we've covered that one, right? We're all good with that. But let me take it to the next level. Yeah, it, it, it's it's susceptible. Okay. Uh, and this comes from a Blind Lady Alehouse Pizza. Fried egg on a pizza? Tom? Again, never had it. You know what? I would much rather have my fried egg on a hamburger. That's fantastic. But I've never had it on a pizza, so I can't really say. But again, I'm just going to go with more meat. <laughs> Try and be consistent. <laughs> you ever at Blind Lady, have their bacon and egg pizza. It's fantastic. 
I, I would I would definitely try it though. Or their bacon and egg porter. All right. Here's a favorite from uh, Lacadia Pizzeria, another one of our favorites. Shrimp on a pizza, Tom? It's a meat. Why not? Okay. Talent? I'm going to say no. I, I don't know. They're just going to fall off. Um, I don't need something that chewy on the top of my uh, my pizza. Very good. Favorite best single ingredient, Tom? Sausage. Talent? Like we're talking... Ingredient of the pizza, it's got to be cheese. Cheese is the best ingredient on the yeah, pizza. Che- cheese was the correct answer. Uh, oh, thank you. It's not. <laughs> I studied for that one. Apparently, on what I'm just making up off the top of my head. And last thing for our pro level lightning round, it's not a pizza if it's a fill in the blank one. It's not a pizza if, Tom. It doesn't have cheese. Talent. It's not a pizza if it has vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right, Tom. Once Tom, back to the cheese. Right. If you don't have cheese, then yeah. it's just. I mean, that's obvious. I'm not going to go obvious on this one. So hey, I, gonna... had, I had to make I had to make up for the last answer. Sorry. <laughs> Pizza is just a complicated subject. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so let's take a little break from all things pizza. Talent, you prepared something for us. I did. And head off to Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yeah, I saw this and um, I, I go, wow, this is a perfect for the podcast. It's very interesting. Um, I'm a little disappointed the doctor isn't here because I'd like to get his take as the resident marine biologist on this. But apparently a study was done um, in a journal. The name of the journal is Science of the Total Environment. So I don't know if you guys have ever read that. It sounds like a really professional in, uh, journal. I often read Science of the Partial Environment, but I've never read of the Total okay, Environment. But- the total environment. But this is from the total environment, not the partial okay. one. Okay. Um, so they did a study and they examined the effects of the king penguin uh, and their colony's activity on soil greenhouse gases and fluxes in the soil greenhouse gases in South Georgia, which is a sub-Antarctic island just north of Antarctica. Again, another place I'd never heard of. I think it might be on one of our next PGW tours. I'm not sure what the brewery scene is there. But anyways, one of their findings uh, was extremely unique and notable. And basically, they found out that penguin poop, uh, also known as guano, uh, produces extremely high levels of nitrous oxide. Uh, and nitrous oxide, you may ask, is uh, what is that? Nitrous oxide is laughing gas. Right. Yep. So apparently, yeah. So apparently, these penguins they poop. You know, they eat a lot of fish uh, and squid and krill. And when they poop, the nitrogen is released from their poop into the ground. And then the bacteria in the soil converts that nitrogen into nitrous oxide, which is a greenhouse gas, which is commonly known as laughing gas. And, and the author of the study said, hey, this is it's really intense. Uh, he noted it's actually not an insignificant amount. Uh, he said the emissions measure about 100 times more than a recently fertilized Danish field. So I don't know how much they put in a recently fertilized Danish field, but it's 100 times more than that. Okay. And he said, actually, one researcher, and I'm quoting him here, one researcher went completely cuckoo. While nosing around in the guano for several hours. So this is dangerous oh, stuff. Um, and I'm quoting that. That's quote and end quote. Okay. Nosing around in the guano. Well, nosing around in the guano for several hours. His words, not mine. So basically, it's just very clear that their levels of nitrous oxide is very high in places uh, where there are penguins. And vice versa, it is lower in places where there is none. 
So that's the study uh, from the science of the total environment. My mind is blown. I, I know we had a big thing on skip and ping way back in the day. Those, yeah, those, I just wrote that down, skip and ping. Yeah, skip and ping. That's what it brought me back when I first saw it. Oh, skip and ping, what's going on with them? But apparently they're also releasing large amounts of laughing gas when they poop. So there you have it. And now you know. And unfortunately, we'll have to wait to see what the doctor's opinion is on that. I have a WTF addendum or add-on. We're letting people out of prisons due to COVID-19. We're letting people out of prisons while we're simultaneously talking about putting kids back in schools. Right. Makes perfect sense. So as an educator, that that to me was a straight up whiskey tango foxtrot. Yeah. I found that particularly disturbing. What the whiskey? So whoever I didn't scare away with veggie pizza, that chased him away. <laughs> I do think it is an interesting perspective on things. <laughs> I would say at the same time while you're doing that, you should also talk about the amount of money we spend on prisons versus the amount of money we spend on schools. Oh, but that's just go. a whole other conversation for another there time. There we go. For another time. So <laughs> that'll be another time. That sounds like a really fun theme. <laughs> it does. I think that's a different podcast for a l- when we want to talk about something a little lighter. We want to bring it down. Yeah, you know, yeah, not something yeah. like very serious like pizza. I'm telling you what, there's people that think that's a lighter subject than pineapple on pizza. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that is probably true. So here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to head out on another Mexico surf trip. <laughs> I'm going to eat my pizza that just showed up. I'm just going to say cheers to you guys and to all our listeners. And you guys enjoy your pizza. Enjoy your pizza port beer. Cheers. Right on. Thank you for uh, spending an hour or so with us. We enjoy sharing stories, beers, and laughs with all of you. Please keep sharing our podcast. Check us out on social media. Check out our new website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. We'd love to keep chatting, but the pizza is here. Our glasses are empty, so we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.